0: we know we need content, but we kind of shy away from creating it because we think it's going to take too long to actually get results. Of course, we've heard it's content sometimes takes eight months to a year. So how do we make sure we're creating good content, but also getting quicker results than eight months to a year. Well, fortunately, Jake Hurwitz came in and he's with Thursday Labs and he shared exactly what he's doing and also what he's doing with his clients so that they're getting content that's going to create an amazing brand, but also in the short term, starting to see results really quickly, like four to six weeks. And so he's got some really interesting ideas and a lot of key action items you can do right away that are going to get you quick results and create a long-term brand that you're going to absolutely love. Check this one out. Welcome to Scale Your SaaS, the podcast that gives you proven techniques and formulas for boosting your revenue and achieving your dream exit. Brought to you by a guy who's done just that multiple times. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. And welcome, welcome to Scale Your SaaS. Really excited to have you here. Thank you very much for joining. By the way, if you are new, definitely subscribe to this show. We are going to give you all sorts of insight and ways to grow your company, including talking with some of the best people within the SaaS and business world. So definitely hit that subscribe button. We look forward to seeing you every single time. I am jacked about today's episode. I have Jake Hurwitz with me. Jake, how are you doing? Good. How you man. I'm doing great. It's been a good day so far, a great week, but uh, I'm excited to chat with you. So let me make sure everybody knows who you are, Jake. So Jake is the founder and chief marketing officer at Thursday Labs. This guy is a true visionary. He's a serial entrepreneur who's very passionate about innovation and connecting with people. Thursday Labs focuses on organic thought leadership content for founders and really what they do. They handle end-to-end content creation, video production, social media, website design, and a whole lot more. Their focus is on measurable results, not content just for content's sake. So, Jake, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Excited to be here. Likewise. Excited to have you. So tell me what's going on with you lately and what's coming up. Oh,
1: man. A lot of life lately. So, you know, it's been a a busy decade, I guess we could say. Uh, Long story short, you know, I started this agency um, about 10 years ago. I was just like an 18-year-old kid starting a marketing agency, so made all the mistakes. And um, got into tech through that, started a couple startups. Most of them failed. We did sell one, which was pretty cool, just a little bit of money. And um, then I got into venture capital for a while. And so I was like a VC at like 22 years old and um, did that for about five years and woke up one day and was just like, damn, I'm a finance guy now. And that's never who I was or who I wanted to be Um, and made this evolution back into marketing. And I was a CMO for a year. And then um, come January, you know, the world seemed to really change really fast below our feet. Like GPT came out hey all these ai tools came out the market changed drastically economically and uh we had to even though we we did a great job uh growing the company when i was cmo we grew by like 300 percent six months uh we did have to shut down in january like had a high burn rate couldn't raise the next round we were selling to a market that got completely decimated by uh, mm. economic tough times and i without skipping a beat was just like there's this new model that I'm figuring out here and it's working and the tech is there to make this super efficient. And that's Thursday labs. So I've been, I've been busy, really, really busy since February, really working with one company, kind of figuring out the model, the case study, like what's the right offering, where's the value, what's the pricing um, really in beta for about six months. And I said, we figured that out. And I put that out there, the new offering, um, you know, figure out the pricing, figured out the, the timeline, kind of the whole playbook, right? Like what, what is the product? I put that out there about six weeks ago. And for anyone listening, depending on when you're listening, it's, it's September 12th right now. I'd say I put that out like right at the beginning of August. And um, within a week went from one client to six clients on this new model. And so we're wow. kind of like now in the beginning stages with all these new clients, we've got a wait list of about 10 more. So I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm working and I'm also in a travel season, traveling all over the world and moving in about two months. Um, so if anyone's like, wow, this guy sounds a little congested. Yeah, I'm a little burnt out and, and caught a bit of a cold, doing my best to, to get good sleep these days. So long story short, that's where we're at.
0: Very cool. And so awesome that you were able to create something that generated a whole bunch of interest and getting going from one to six clients that fast and having a wait list of 10 more. I'm sure that's a a place a lot of people would want to be. I want to get into that in just a sec. But first, I got to know, why Thursday Labs? How'd you come up with that name?
1: It's a long and honestly not that exciting story. I'll give you the (laughs) notes of it. Um, In 2017, I was going through my first and very difficult breakup and i was really lonely and i was living in boulder colorado and in the process of moving to denver and i just wanted to meet new people i wanted to meet just like new friends wanted i was young and i wanted to meet adults and like just cool smart people so i started hosting a dinner party every thursday and i love that yeah over the years it, it grew into a company and um that company was first called blue plate uh and later, during COVID, obviously I had to change things up a bit, but we, we relaunched and rebranded at one point called Thursday Club. Mm. And it, it it evolved largely over the years. I hosted like 200-some-odd dinners all over the world. I wow. can say all over the world because there was one that was overseas, so now it's global, but the rest were in the, all over
0: the country. That counts. Uh,
1: I guess it counts, yeah. So we hosted dinners yeah. all over the world and um, learned a lot about a lot of things through it. And when I was launching relaunching my agency you know my company back in the beginning of this year i wanted to come up with a name for it and i was like god i've launched so many things like i've launched an agency i've launched six of my own projects and companies i've launched dozens maybe hundreds of client companies and like i can't just keep being the guy who just like keeps launching new things under new names i'm gonna run out of names so i looked at where I already had it. It was like, I've got Thursday club and people know me for that for, in a lot of places. So maybe what I do is launch Thursday labs. And that's almost this like de facto holding company or, or, you know, umbrella company over different projects. And so, um, launched that thinking that Thursday club would be almost a like division of Thursday labs, which was our, you know, our networking events and our, our dinner club and, and stuff like that. But then I just got so busy with the content production that I haven't hosted one dinner over the last, um, the last dinner I hosted was in January and yes, it's been almost what, nine months now, something like that. And, um, just ran with the name and it's been like an easy name to remember. People don't have to spell it. Um, it creates a lot of optionality for fun branding stuff. We can do like Thursday labs, Thursday studio, Thursday ventures, Thursday club, all kinds of stuff. So that, that's the backstory. And Thursday is the best day of the week. It's like, you're almost the weekend, but you're still <laughs> grinding on stuff. You can like start to go out and do things um, and it, it does have a bit of a, a soft spot for me on just like what Thursday is always represented in my life.
0: I, I love that idea of the, the whole, you know, c- c- coming up with a way for people to get together, to host that dinner party. Good for you for doing that. It reminds me, my wife and I host something called Friday night meatballs. And the idea was let's connect offline instead of online. And so we would invite People from different parts of our life to come together. And we'd have probably like 20 people over our house. We'd make up a whole bunch of meatballs. I would basically make 60 meatballs and make up just a whole bunch of spaghetti and meatballs and total casual. We're not going to clean the house. Just come over and hang out. And people loved it. And it became a thing. We do it about quarterly now. And it's amazing how much people want that interaction because we do have that online interaction a lot, but they also feel like they need the, the offline. So it's been, it's been really fun. I'm glad you did that and just kind of reminded me of my own story. But I do want to know, we still have to have that online interaction, especially in a B2B SaaS environment. So content marketing is one of your passions. It's something you're really good at. But why is content marketing so important to B2B SaaS companies?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been this trend for, <clears throat> I don't know, let's, let's really target it like three years now. Um, but it has been around forever of like people trust people more than they trust brands. There are literally like teenagers and people in their early twenties who have more followers and subscribers than the largest media companies in the world. That's wild. And there's been this trend for, I want to call it, I mean, it's been around forever, but really been a trend in in the startup world and the tech world for about three years, maybe four years of like people, People trust people more than they trust brands. There's, there literally are teenagers and kids in their early 20s who have more followers and subscribers than the biggest media companies in the world, the biggest it's crazy. publications in the world. Um, and these are people that they're so freaking loyal. I mean, look at celebrities, like anything they do or say or tell us to buy, we do it. And so we're entering this era. We've been in this era for a bit where founders, entrepreneurs, are the new rock stars but yet, the B two B founders are not putting out much thought leadership content, and the ones who are doing it are crushing it. They're doing it really well. It's it's founder led growth. They're they're really that is their number one catalyst for growth for their companies. Because at the end of the day, like, do we really care about another B two B SaaS company? Like, do we really care about another tech company trying to trying to save us revenue or make us some money or save us time? Like, they're all doing the same thing, talking to their own their own people in their own way. No one understands what they do. But yet the people behind them are like, that's who we want to be a part of. Their story is the story we want to live. And so I've gone all in on that strategy. It's worked. I love it. And it's quite frankly had a massive impact on my life as well over the years in so many ways.
0: Yeah, and I totally believe in that. It's You're, you're so right. People want to buy from people. It's something I train my clients all the time. And the, people need to connect with those people. And I mean, it's crazy. You're right. Teenagers having bigger brands, quote unquote, than big brands and it's 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 kind of nuts but it's so true and that's just kind of the the day and age we live in but if you're starting this if you're if you're a SaaS founder let's say and you're wondering okay well what type of content should i create what can we put together on our side that's going to actually convert because growing an audience is one thing but if you're a B2B SaaS founder what content should be created that actually converts into customers yeah so um, i'm not
1: going to just hard sell and pitch for my company right now, but that's exactly what what we focus on. So uh, there's a bit of a story I'll share here. What I found, and, and I've been there myself, and is you've got all these founders who are like, God, I feel like I should, and that's kind of the key phrase, I feel like I should be producing a podcast and mm-hmm. writing a newsletter and blogging and, and being on Twitter every day and, and writing on LinkedIn every day. Like, I should probably be dabbling on TikTok and all that. But through that, End quote. Like so many founders are dealing with this and feel like that because they don't know where to start, and it's a lot of work, and they don't have a strategy, but they know they should have a strategy to it. Like, why are we doing this? Um, they don't stay consistent. It's slow to get results, and, and we're in a quick dopamine, a quick results type of era, and so you give up, and so they just don't do it at all. And so, what I—that's what we do with our company—is we produce all that content for them. So we produce a podcast for for our founders. Uh, we write their blog every week, we run their newsletter every week, we run their social channels to distribute all that content in short form video, blog, newsletter, tweet threads, LinkedIn threads, and then of course the long form episodes on um, on Spotify and, and Apple and YouTube. So basically it's like you show up for an hour a week as one of my clients, you record your episode, but then you get 150 pieces of content over the course of 12 episodes across 11 channels. So anyway... I believe, I mean, I put my whole career on the line for this, and I'm, I'm building a company, a, a platform for this. That founders should be number one, like, do the podcast, right? Be a thought leader and ask great questions and like build your network through interviewing and all that. But then use that content to distribute it everywhere in many, many formats. And, you know, it's the Gary Vaynerchuk model. Like, we've all heard this for years of like, yeah, you can take one 45 minute episode and, and then write a blog about it and like pull out the clips. That was always very manual. Now there are tons and tons and tons of tools, whether they're AI or not, I can just do this really quickly and automatically for reference in the end of 2022 and early 2023, it was a full-time job for me to create all this content and distribute it everywhere for one company. And then all these new tools came out and now I can handle like seven or eight at a time. And and it's just continuing to get faster and faster. So it's like do it, have a strategy in mind, make sure it is rooted in something, it's rooted in data. There's a why behind each piece of content you're putting out and where you're putting it and who you're what you're what message you're spreading. Um but I think founders need to be everywhere in all formats every single day. And I, I take that to the grave.
0: We'll be right back. Scale your SAS is supported by ToroWave. Lots of software leaders I talk to are looking to scale their SaaS. And I keep hearing over and over about one major struggle, getting ghosted by buyers after the demo. How frustrating is it? When you have a great demo, you're feeling good, they like it, it seems like a done deal, and then crickets, nothing. You reach out, they're not responding to you at all. And when these software companies, they ask me to dive in, I notice that these sellers are following up the wrong way, or actually I should say with the wrong medium. What they're doing is they're hammering emails over... And over again. I got a news flash for you. Email effectiveness is dwindling, down and down every year. So why beat your head against the wall losing all kinds of business? Start texting, mix in texts along with emails and calls and watch your conversion rates go up. In fact, conversion rates go up by about 50% when you use texting as part of the follow-up. People are used to it. And did you know the response rate on texts is 98%? 98%. So why throw emails into a black hole knowing that they're never going to get returned. Text buyers and get results. But don't use your own phone. All kinds of security and compliance issues if you do. Also none of that data is with your company. That's not good. Instead, use this system Torowave. Torowave is designed for sales. It makes texting with buyers super simple and fast and it helps drive more deals. Deals that you've been losing until now. For being a listener, you get 50% off your first month of using Torowave. 50% off. Just go to torowave.com scale. That's T-O-R dot com slash scale get signed up and start winning more deals like tracy who closed a hundred and seventy thousand dollars in three days after starting again go to torowave.com slash scale catch up and win by texting with torowave and we're back I totally agree. I have people come to me and they're like, Hey, we've done this content. It's just not working. I take a look at what they've got. And their last blog post was like seven weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you're not yeah. committed to a content strategy. You need to be daily out there in front of everybody. And it's just crazy the types of results you can get when you when you do stay consistent with it. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of leaders struggle with is, okay, well, we, we know we want content. It'd be great to have that. And that's nice, but they feel like it's a long-term strategy. Like it's going to take a long time to get results. And so what what would you say to them when they think, "Okay, it's going to be a long time." And so what happens is they just keep delaying and delaying and they don't do it. And they don't do it. They look at short-term lead generation. Yeah. But can't this actually get you some short-term results? Yes,
1: but it, it is a long-term play. And I I'm not afraid of st- Knowing, but yeah, that you're right, it is long term, it's the same as dieting or exercising. Here, here's what I say, and this is 100% true with every one of my clients we're going to get results. I'm never going to promise or guarantee what those results are, but I guarantee that we're going to get some awesome results, and many of which we can't even begin to think about what those are right now. For example, I had a client that after we put out their first podcast episode, which was on a Thursday. And they're based in New York. He went out on Saturday night with a couple people on his team and a few friends in New York City. So three days later, two days later. And one of the bouncers at a nice club that he wanted to get into was like, hey, man, I saw your podcast the other day. Come here. Skip the VIP line. Like, that's a pretty cool result of content,
0: right? That's wild. And like,
1: yeah. And that's that's just one of the things that came out of it. Of course, <laughs> revenue growth. They doubled their user base over the last six months. Um, all of that has come from, has been largely credited to content but not hundred percent due to it it's the same as dieting or exercising hey look anybody mm. would you agree or disagree on the following statement if you ate super healthy and worked out five days a week with a personal trainer for, for four months is your life going to be better or worse in four months it's like oh it'll be better how's it going to be better you're going to look better you're going to feel better you're going to have more confidence you're going to sleep better you'll probably make more money you might get a date you might have a better sex life with your spouse. You might feel more energy with your kids. There's so many ways that your life is better, but it's not going to happen overnight. You got to commit to it. But how do you commit to it? Well, you, you join a community of other people that are on the same path. You get a trainer. You get someone who looks at you and, and studies you and has the science and creates a strategy and a playbook and holds you accountable. I'm like that guy, but on the content front. I hold people accountable. I can just show up an hour a week. It's way easier than working out or going to the gym. You should do that too. That's how I look at it. Um, but I do understand that short-term wins and short-term uh, results are necessary in just 2023 and the way humans are and the world we live in. And so we bake that into our model. By the end of the first week, you're going to already have asked four people to be on your podcast. By the end of our second week, you're going to have already have your website up and all your new social media pages up where the podcast is going to go. And you can start sharing that with people to build your waitlist. By the end of the third week, you're going to have already recorded your first two episodes. And by the end of the fourth week, we've already posted your first episode. So, like, very short-term wins that otherwise you just sat on for three years and didn't do anything. You just already are making progress really fast. And you get the feeling of of progress. And you are making progress. But that, that's that's our model.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is... Great progress. I love that you're you're letting people know, okay, it's a long term play and you're gonna get stuff you're gonna get results in a while, but you can also see results quickly. I think that's fantastic, right? Yep,
1: yep. And it's even for a while, just to kind of open the kimono a bit, we we were pricing this really high. And that was one of the big barriers here. I mean, I I was the the price for this and a little bit more was twenty five thousand dollars a month. And we had two clients doing that, right? Like there was mm-hmm. there was there was a pricing mix, mix match. So we changed the model a bit and brought the price down to what it's currently at six grand a month. And it, now it's like wildfire. Everyone's just different level of value. And so um, mm-hmm. I, I bring that up one to like share our pricing transparently with people. Like we're super transparent about it. But for someone to think, okay, I need to put in an hour a week and you know a month to start like getting stuff out there, and it's a long term play, and it costs me you know, three hundred thousand dollars a year to do this. Like, yeah, it's, I, I I don't want to do it. But if it's for four months until like give this a try and, and, and take yourself from like zero to 100 or we call it unknown to unforgettable for 24 grand, yeah, why would I not do that? The barrier to entry is so low. So, so the whole mission here is get more people, as many people as possible, millions of founders, sharing their story, putting their content out there, like building businesses off of this this playbook, this whole philosophy, this thesis, um, building lives off of it. And it should be a no-brainer. Like, why I, I want people doing this, so that that's our a big part of our model.
0: I love that from unknown to unforgettable. That's so uh, that's a great piece there. It's so for you know something that just people can just attach onto it and, and align with. I think that's a great tagline. Um, yeah. So, what are some of the mistakes, Jake, that you see SaaS companies making when they are trying to to do this on their own?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. The number one mistake I see is there's no strategy. It's just like. Content for content's sake. Um, hmm. So you know, a couple times a week, when I feel like it, I'm just going to go talk to the camera about a thing or write a write a LinkedIn thread. Um, look, that's better than not doing anything. But you're honestly just wasting time, um, in my opinion. So you gotta have a strategy. You gotta work backwards. We've got a whole science to like, who are we reaching? When are we going to reach them? How are we going to reach them? Who are we going to interview and get on our podcast and and feature in the blog and the newsletter in order to. Um, show our audience that like we have good thought leaders that we partner with and we activate their audiences and there's there's a whole science behind this and so uh, looking at content as a data backed endeavor as a research endeavor to learn more about your customers is really important i mean that's that's the solution to these mistakes um it's huge and then the next thing i'd say is huge mistake is and this is just kind of classic um founders getting on and basically just talking about themselves. Because they want to be a thought leader. They want to show the world that they have smart things to say. So they get out and share. Here are five things that you should do to increase your productivity. According to me. I just ran a Spartan race. And here are six things that I learned about leadership. According to me. I ran the Spartans. No one cares about you. They care about themselves. And so it's challenging. And there is a balance to strike of like, how do you make story, write stories and share stories and, about others, while people still thinking like you're brilliant and you're a thought leader and you're someone to follow. Um, a really good example is from this book, Story Wars, and I recommend every founder, every marketer read that book. And the example is um, it was George Bush running against John Kerry in what early two thousands. John Kerry was all about himself. George Bush was all about America. And for anyone who was alive and and able to understand that at the time, will probably remember. Like, oh yeah, he was just like. I'm this guy, I'm this Democrat, I'm this hockey player, I'm this guy that will, like, solve your problems. But then George Bush came out and was like, this is about America, this is about us, this is about you, it's about we, anyone. There are a lot of reasons for that, and not necessarily bring politics into this, but, like, from a storytelling standpoint, it's it's not about you, it's about the audience. And so being a thought leader, I think, is largely about being a publisher and a curator and a a distiller, for lack of a better word, of, of taking lots of things from other people and, and simplifying it down for your audience, and being the one to spread a message and a story from 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 many different places, and we've got a strategy oh. around that as well. I never, we never put out podcasts with our clients that are just like about our company or about our products. It's, it's testimonials, then it's ads, and people hate that.
0: It's so true. And it's something that I preach to my clients over and over. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. They care about the results they're going to get. And so yeah. if you're doing that, definitely stop. Follow Jake's advice here. I think it's really important. And I I, I totally agree. Those stories are crazy powerful. And yeah. and one of the things also that I see that why people see you as a leader, see you as a thought leader, see you as you know one of the subject matter experts, even if you don't really talk about yourself, because on these shows... If you get, like you said, you go have a target list of guests that you have on your show and you have somebody that is recognized as a thought leader, well, then when you put that out, people see you on the same level as them. If yep. you're interviewing them, then they feel like you're on the same level and they start associating you at that level. It's pretty amazing. I've had it happen myself. I've had big time people come on this show as well and people see you as that. It's pretty cool. And so 100%. I totally agree, Jake. 100%.
1: It's it's a hack starting a new brand and you want to like quickly get to that echelon of of trust in the network or within the community or the the market that you're in, that's really the best way to put it. We'll just go build a table, a metaphoric table and get the people who are already trusted to come to your table and you're at the table with them. Now you're, it's your, a shared table, you're at that level and you can be there in 60 days. Look, if you're not willing to do this in 60 days, I'm like, don't even bother any of this.
0: I love it. I think that's a great one to close on. It's uh, something that you guys can take away and learn from, but Jake, this has been awesome. Really appreciate you coming in. How can our audience learn more about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, these days, LinkedIn is my, is my my battleground for content. I test a lot of strategies and ideas on my own pages. Um, I've been sick the last couple of weeks, so I, I haven't been out as much uh, in the last two weeks, but, um, LinkedIn is the best place. Jake Hurwitz, H-U-R-W-I-T-Z, or check out our website, which is thursdaylabs.co.
0: Love it. We'll put all that into the show notes for everybody listening. Go ahead and check that out. But he's Jake Hurwitz, Thursday Labs. Everybody go follow him. Jake, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, my friend.
0: Absolutely. And everybody out there, thanks for being here. Definitely make sure that uh, you subscribe. You do not want to miss other amazing creators and innovators like Jake coming up. So hit that subscribe button and then we will see you guys next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Scale Your SaaS. For more help on finding great leads and closing more deals, go to mattwallach.com.